Hey Ben, uh, good to see you again, man. Yeah, man. Are you uh, are you okay over there? Yeah, dude. Yeah, I'm good. Uh, dude, getting back into the country is a bitch, dude. Uh, <laughs> that was an adventure. Uh, so guys, uh, this is uh, this is Ben Walker, one of your co-hosts of Boys Will Be Boys. I know you've not uh, Antonia, uh, Andy, Andy Gatelli. Yeah. Um, you guys are actually listening to the first boys will be boys podcast of uh the new year and um you know it's it's taken a while to put this out because frankly um after a, a game which we will not go into detail on uh andy disappeared like this is the first time we have spoken since since that fateful day yeah you know everyone responds to tragedy differently some people you know take it in stride and go to work the next day some people Sneak into Mexico illegally, start a family, run a, a fish trolling business for a couple months, and then abandon that family and run back to the United States. So, you know, everyone's got their thing. Uh, glad to be back. Uh, I don't speak any Spanish, so it was actually a very challenging trip for me. Yeah, we were worried about you, man. We like, I literally we we filled out like a missing persons report, dude. That's hilarious. A mock funeral for you. Like dude, I did your job. So funny, I did dude. your job for like two weeks. So you did you tell my parents, it. dude? They they must have thought that was hilarious. Yeah, man. Your mom was like crying. It was so oh, heavy. Laughter. No, man. Like you were gone. You disappeared. Well, yeah, but uh, yeah. All right. Well, okay. I probably should have like I don't know emailed someone or something. Put it like an out of office reply. Was there a uh, specific incident that drove you to this, sir? You know, I think it was just like seeing Jared Goff rush for a first down <laughs> at the end of that game. I just just seeing old broken Sean Lee unable to shed a block when LVE should have clearly been on the field. I just couldn't take it, Ben. I abandoned America's team. I abandoned America. And I yeah. went to the land of fucking Coronas and illegitimate children. Well... That sounds horrible, man, but I'm glad you made it back. Um, <laughs> yeah, fuck yeah. Uh, Andy is, of course, referring to the 30-22 uh, to 22 loss that the Dallas Cowboys <sighs> suffered for any of you who blocked that out. Um, if you blocked it out, I feel glad for all of you because uh, I still have nightmares about C.J. Anderson plotting for nine yards in attempt. It was rough, um, and you know, it was really a, a sad way to end an otherwise pretty exciting season, you know, um, and we really didn't get a chance to kind of go back and um, take stock of everything that we saw last season. Um, There's only one thing to do, fire Jason, fire Dak, cut Dez again, <laughs> sign Jerry, cut him again, have Jerry die, and uh, sell the team Yeah, Absolutely. to a, a new city. And then maybe we won't root for them. The uh, you think like Seattle Sonics fans are like happy? Like I know deep down they're like really sad they don't have a basketball franchise, but don't you think it makes them happier knowing that they don't have another team to let them down to root for? I don't know, man. I I, I don't know if you've ever seen it. There's a great documentary called Sonic Gate about how they lost their team, and I think they're pretty damn bitter. That whole the whole like scandal surrounding them losing their team, and if we got the Cowboys stolen from us, like if some dude bought the team and was like, first things first, I would never move the Cowboys away from Dallas, and then they have some emails of him being like, day one, I'm fucking moving the Cowboys. I'm saying it was grimy. I'm saying it's better 
they're better for it, you know? It's like when billionaires make all these decisions behind our back. They're like, oh, the people are good to the nation. (laughs) Yeah, it probably is like that. It probably is like that. Uh, But, yes, the Cowboys did end uh, their run at the divisional round of the playoffs. Uh, They did win again. 20-something years without a conference appearance. They did win uh, a playoff game against the Seattle Seahawks. Um, and they and it capped a ten and six campaign that saw them capture the division title um, for the second time in three years. Um, it really was a wild ride. I mean the 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 season started off pretty poorly. They they dropped one sixteen to eight to the Panthers. Um, struggled to a twenty to thirteen win over an absolutely disastrously horrible Giants team, and then got pretty well pounded out by the Seahawks the next week. So they started one and two. Um, they managed to squeak by the Lions and then dropped an overtime game against the Texans. Um, then that led to the weirdest game of the year where they just absolutely demolished the Jaguars 40-7 to before dropping back-to-back games, one to the Redskins by a field goal and then a, just a drubbing on Monday Night Football um, by the Titans. And before that game, they had made a pretty big blockbuster trade. The 2019 first round pick of the Cowboys went to the Oakland Raiders um, in exchange for Amari Cooper. Um, and that turned out to be, uh, I, I think now that we're sitting here at the end of it all and the beginning of a new season, Ben, uh, turned out to be a good, a good trade. Um, they managed to rattle off five wins in a row after that. They ended up then getting killed by the Colts randomly, but then finished the year strong with two more wins uh, and then beat the Seattle Seahawks in a playoff game. Um, Zeke ended up the rushing leader. Uh, Amari made the pro bowl. He had 725 yards and six touchdowns for the Cowboys. Um, Pretty, pretty outstanding uh, year down the stretch for the boys. Um, And now we're standing here at the beginning of a new off season um, with a lot of decisions to make. I think the one big thing we can celebrate is, there is no more Scott Linehan involved in this franchise. That was the best news of the entire offseason. Um, anybody who's listened to this pod before knew how your co-host felt about that guy. And it was not good. Um, you know, in fact, I'm not shocked that it happened. But um, I was a little worried that we were pretty much going to go in in the exact same way. I'm not thrilled that we replaced him with his understudy and Kellen Moore. He's but, a boy genius, Ben. I don't know if you've heard this, but he's he's a boy genius. He's a super high football IQ. In fact, oh, a couple of the touchdown plays we had last year were secretly drawn up by you knew, you just knew those stories were going to come out. Oh, you yeah. just knew. Oh, just like, wait till camp. Just wait until camp when we start hearing about like, oh man, there was this moment today where Kellen called this play into the huddle and Dak loved it and they threw a touchdown. I I know it's coming. I'm sure I'll hook, line, and sinker all of us. And I'm sure this kid is really smart. Everybody wants like the next Sean McVay for, you know, their, their offensive wizardry. But we'll see, man. Um, Everyone says good things about him. I'm skeptical because I just don't know how much Jason's really going to let um, Kellen expand the playbook. Like, Jason seems pretty set in old ways, and there's still 
they still haven't really said who's going to actually call the plays on this offense. Jason is under a little more pressure, though. Um, they did not re- give him an extension this offseason, so Jason will be coaching uh, pretty much Good. for his professional life this year. Um, and I think we both agree with that decision. Yeah, most Jerry definitely. Did not extend him. Um, Let me ask you this. what is wh- How far does Jason have to get to save his job? I think at least the same place. I you think, think he. You think if he loses in the divisional round, then he gets to keep his job. If they win the wild card round, yeah. If he has a playoff win, now if they're like a two seed and then they lose in the divisional round without a playoff win, he's gone. I think one playoff win keeps his job. I I gotta say, man, I think that I think that the I think they're a little more fed up than that. I think Jason has <sighs> got to get past his high water mark to keep his job at this point. You think he has to make it to a con? I think you got to make it to now. You can go to the conference title game and get drubbed, but you got to make it. I think one playoff win and he's safe. All right, all right. I think anything else and he's gone. Well, there's but, a lot of work to be done to you know, get. I've said that many times that I think he's going to be gone, and it's never, ever, ever happened. Very true. And the Cowboys have a lot of work to do to get back even to the same place. Um, Did we mention this on the pod just real quick about Jason? You know he's. I believe the sixth longest tenured head coach. Second longest tenured cowboy coach ever, uh, which is not great. And like you mentioned, yeah, he is an incredibly long serving NFL head coach. He is effectively the Marvin Lewis of the NFC East. Um, and that's just something we've had to come to deal with. Um, you know, and I think the other thing here is that we've got to the Cowboys are going to have to make a series of tough decisions in this offseason in order to get back to where they even were last year. Um, obviously, every NFL team deals with a lot of free agency stuff, a lot of contracts coming up. Um, and I think the highlight of this year's team was definitely the defense. And that defense was led by one DeMarcus Tank Lawrence. Um, his value only went up in recent weeks with the revelation that uh, – <laughs> A certain player on the Cowboys. What was, that what was that coat? Yeah, Randy Gregory got caught smoking weed again. All right. I no way. Hey, he did good. No man. way. He did no good. Way. You know he did good. Admit that he was good while he was not smoking weed. When he wasn't drumming 15-yard penalties to extend drives, he was getting pressure on the quarterback pretty consistently. He got six sacks. And he had that one sick play. Remember the sick play where he strip sacked Jameis and then Jalen picked it up and then ran it for a touchdown. Oh, yeah. You weren't there at the thing. And, and me and Tim Butch are like, God, dude, when Andy sees this play, I'm never going to hear the end of it. <laughs> it was like the <laughs> dopest play. Um, so yeah. And then David Irving also decided to, uh, like quit say, organized football on Facebook live or Instagram but, live. But, you know, Randy, it, it sucks. Cause I think we were both right. I, Pretty sure last year I said he would not play a snap for us, and obviously I was wrong. You were right about his potential, but ultimately I was wrong about the year because I doubt he plays again for us. I agree with you. You know, it sucks because he did prove that he is talented enough to be in this league, and he just doesn't give a shit. So Him and David Irving are both situations where it's like, Another guy who doesn't give a shit. <laughs> they're not they're not only talented enough to be in the league. Those are guys that are talented enough to those are Pro Bowl level players. Like if Randy Gregory and David Irving could switch brains with Demarcus Ware, 
you'd have two perennial all pros. They're physically gifted beyond all reason. They have unbelievable athletic gifts. Uh, David Irving quit the Cowboys and the NFL the other night on Instagram live while smoking a blunt. And um, yeah, so that there's that. Um, he literally went on Instagram live and talked about quote, how he has big things coming up and how he's done with the NFL. What are those big things, Ben? <laughs> Is he starting a charity? I believe he said, stay tuned. You got to give him a follow. Okay. To, to really catch all the good David Irving upgrade. And he said on Snapchat, he just don't like, you got to DM him your name because he ain't going to just like let anybody follow him because the shit ain't safe for kids, dog. But, <laughs> oh, die, dude. <laughs> so anyway, after all that, I'm pretty sure he's revealed that he's starting. <laughs> um, shit ain't safe for kids, dog. I'm pretty sure he's starting a, a, a marijuana strain and uh, looking oh, to fucking cool, dude. <laughs> looking to looking to sell and that. You know what? Money. Let me tell you, as someone who keeps somewhat of a beat on that industry, you know what the world needs? Another <laughs> athlete or rapper with their own weed strain. The market just doesn't have any of those. No one's thought of that yet. And I'm, and let me tell you, if you're a kid who's not a ravenous Cowboys fan and you go into a dispensary and you're like, oh, should I get Wiz Khalifa's weed? Should I get Snoop <laughs> David Irving's weed? The weed so powerful that it destroyed a promising NFL career before it started. <laughs> All right, fuck yeah, give me that. The dude's an idiot. All right. Me and Ben were talking about this like, dog, there's nothing wrong with weed. Like, it, it It's definitely going to be legal everywhere and they probably won't test for it in the NFL forever, but Man, if you're staring down the barrel at $10 million and all you got to do is – I mean, I'm not even saying don't smoke weed because almost everyone <laughs> in the league smokes weed. They just do it after the test window's over. David Irving just couldn't not smoke weed for like two weeks at a time. You're just like, nah, dog, I'm not doing that. Um, and man, Randy, heard, bro. Yeah, and Randy's the sad, more sad one because like – Well, to be fair – It's just sad, man. It is. Um, and, you know, we heard a lot about, like, Randy. He has a history of mental illness. Um, there's some – I'm not going to call them accusations. just like rumors of, like, self-medication, using marijuana to deal with that. Um, came from a really tough background. David Irving had a really terrible concussion that not only sidelined him for, like, 10 weeks, but also caused him to get into a car wreck from the, the effects that lingered. Um, so I, obviously I wish the best for both those guys at this point, now that they've kind of sunk the ship that is their careers. I, I hope that they get to a place where they're personally happy. Um, I know, you know, when I'm sitting here thinking about David Irving and, uh, you know, our friend of the show, Ryan McCoy made a good comment. It's like a year from now, David Irving is going to be working the counter at Hertz rent a car and be like, yeah, dude, it was tight. I sacked Aaron Rodgers and stripped him on the two yard line. But anyway, dude, weed's tight. It's like, oh, cool. So that said, the pass rush of the Dallas Cowboys is significantly diminished. Um, and that makes the leadership and presence and play of Demarcus Lawrence all the more important. Um, so the Cowboys, they know that they're going to have to pay this guy. He balled all year. Um, he said publicly that he's not getting a, a necessary shoulder surgery until after his deal signed. Um, they know they're going to have to do the deal. They know it's going to be big. And so the Cowboys were smart. They got it done in January. He got re-signed early. He had the surgery, so he's going to be ready for camp. 
Oh, wait, no, they didn't do any of that. They're playing hardball with the most important player on the entire team at this point. There's there's a difference out there between being smart with your money and not overpaying, which we'll get into some free agent moves. Um, And then there's paying your guys whatever they want. When you grab a perennial pro bowler, you fucking pay him top dollar. And if you have to overpay top dollar, then that's what you do to keep a date. Like, I'm sorry, Cowboy fans. He's not coming cheap. You're not getting a... You're not getting a Bentley for a fucking Honda price. Okay? Bro, these people that want us are like, he should be more of a team player than that. Like, man, no one does that at their job. If and this is his first contract. He's not – everyone points to Tom Brady. Bro, Tom Brady's like 40. He can afford to stop taking money now. This is like, his sixth deal. Like, yeah. So it's ridiculous. They need so to he's get the get, done. Dude, so we can talk numbers real quick because I'm curious what you think. I told you the other day I – Okay, so Khalil Mack, who's probably the best DN in the league by a, a, a significant, man, on a significant margin, but at least by a margin, got six for 141 last year. So that's basically, I think it's 23 and a half a year. I if I'm David Irving, if I'm, if I'm DeMarcus Lawrence agent, I'm sitting down and being like, He's my, not client had, my client had more sacks and more pressures than Khalil Mack over the last two seasons. So I'm saying he's asking for at least that. Yeah. I told you at 1.5 for 110, I thought got it done. I'm not so sure anymore. That's 22 a year. That's 110 million to a pass rusher. I get that that's insane, but it's man, what they cost. It's what they I cost. think you're paying him at least, I think 22 mil is maybe even conservative now. Well, like and I dude, said, you 23 and a half is what, like I said, Cleo got, maybe you can get him for 22 a year. He's at, at minimum getting 20 a year. And you just need to live with that. If you're a cowboy fan, dude, last week, Trey flowers who got six sacks last year, got 17 and a half. Yeah. The, this, this, I, I see these Cowboys fans on the internet being like, he's a 10 to $15 million player, not a 20 million. I'm like, dude, you are smoking crack. If you think this guy's going to go in and sign for that because he can just leave and he'll get 25 from some desperate team. You know, oh, yeah. the Niners or the Colts or Bro, heading into this off season before we tagged him. Cause we did put the tag on him so that we're able to, you know, work basically through the off season to hopefully get a long-term deal. Yeah, done. I, don't, July 15. I was going to say the, Cutoffs a, a while away, so I still have faith they'll get it done. But um, going into the off season, before everyone got tagged, he was rated by many sites as the number one free agent available. Yeah. And there's dudes getting, like I said, safeties getting 15, 16. There's no way he's getting less than, like I'm saying, 22, 23 mil. Well, and, and here's and so, my other problem with how we approached it. We better fork if that they up. If they sign Demarcus Lawrence to a big deal, I know it's going to be big, but if they sign him early, then that gives them – then they go, okay, we know that that is set aside now. Here's the money we have to work with. Let's make some restructures. You know, Sean Lee gets restructured. Cole gets let go. Some some moves are made, and that lets them restructure and go after free agents. But well, it's the same thing they did with Dez last year. Yeah, they can't. Like, but they if you know can't. you're going to cut him, then fucking do it early. But they can't go after free agents because they wasted all this time doing nothing. And instead, now we're in a situation where we 
we didn't we weren't able to go shopping because we didn't know how much of the cap tank was going to eat. And so while other teams are out going after Earl Thomas, going by after the way, we have the heading into offseason, we have the tenth most cap space, which is a pretty yeah. good spot to be in. Yeah. Um, and you know, it's and and don't get me wrong, part of me is very proud of the Cowboys for not being the Washington R words who go out every year and spend like five thousand bajillion dollars on free agents that inevitably bust the Jerry, um, the Jerry of the late nineties or exactly. Um, and you know, I'll, I'll say this: there, are, like watching all the free agent deals come in, there are players that I wanted, but I haven't seen any contracts that I wanted. You know, no, no one, no, everyone who knows me knows that my greatest hope in life, besides having healthy children with my beautiful fiance, is to get Earl Thomas onto the Dallas Cowboys. But today when I was sitting there and they said that Earl had signed a deal for four years for $55 million with the Ravens, I said, well, like we're the fluffer, no, man. He wanted everyone to know. Yeah. Maybe I'll go to Dallas and yeah. And just like, man, like they'll pay if me. You think that Earl Thomas, who is perennially injured at this point is going to be playing at a high level, a $15 million a year level four years from now. You're dreaming. That ain't happening. Especially not, I was sad even when it broke because I really wanted Earl. Me too. I think even yesterday you texted me, would you do two for 29? And I'm like, it would have made him the highest paid safety annually. And but I two years. It's the four years with that kind of money that bothers. Well, he's getting 30 mil guaranteed. We just, I don't think you he's can getting 22 that. million over the next nine months. Yeah. We didn't have that. And when you looked at the safety market, there were a lot of guys we want. I mean, Amos, man, who I barely fucking know. Lamarcus Joyner. I, twelve. I was gonna say Lamarcus Joyner got eleven. Amos, who I really didn't know was a good player, got like nine point five or nine point nine yeah. from the fucking. And don't get me wrong, I know Honey Badger's good, but fourteen mil. Did he for play last year for seven? Yeah, and they then called. I mean, good then, for him. He and Landon Collins, who we Landon really Collins wanted. had an amazing year a couple of years back. He's an All Pro last year. Landon Collins was the thirty sixth ranked safety in the NFL. The 36th. And he's getting paid $14 million a year for four or five years. Look, I wanted all those guys, but we're just – people have to realize the Cowboys weren't going to pay that type of safety. The only money. contract that I looked at and was like, yeah, I would do that, is I liked Malik Jackson. Got a, They got him for $30 million. We need help at D-Tackle. I would do that. Into the Eagles. They let Bennett go, and I read from a lot of Jaguars fans that uh, just a lot of people in the know, they're like, I'd much rather face Malik Jackson at this point than Michael Bennett. So, all right, fair enough. I hope so because we're playing the Eagles. The Eagle. Yeah, let's talk about a little bit more free agent moves. So, uh, obviously, that's a safety market. I think the Earl Thomas dream that has lasted almost a year now is official. Well, whenever since Earl Thomas entered the locker room that fateful two seasons ago at the very end after kicking our ass and said, "Come get me, come get me," that the dream was we would get him. Well, and Sherman came out, and they asked Sherman, is he going to come to the 49ers? And he said, if all the money's equal, he's going to Dallas. Oh, even before that last offseason, there's so much smoke. And then we played them like week three, and everyone thought that deal was getting done. Like, people thought in well, the know. draft like, night, draft done. night, people said, I mean, the word on the street was that there was a deal that was on the table. It was a second-round pick for Earl Thomas. Do you want it? And we took Connor Williams instead. Um, I have plenty of bad right. things to say about Connor Williams, but I'll say this also about that. Okay, let's say that they do that deal. Okay, 
let's say fuck fuck Connor Williams, we get Earl Thomas. You're probably not trading the first for Amari Cooper after that. Certainly not. But also this. If Earl Thomas gets injured in the third game of the season like he did, that's horrible. If Earl Thomas doesn't get injured in that game and he plays the full year and balls out like Earl Thomas can, he's going to get more money than he's getting right now. I guess it would just depend how so far that – still couldn't. It would just depend how far that balling took you. Ultimately, the safety market jumped way up this year. and Last year, it was crazy how low everyone was getting. Yeah. I was going to say, Eric Berry was, had signed his deal like three, four years ago and was still the highest paid safety, which pretty much every year, whoever signs their deal becomes Speaking the of Mr. Eric Berry, he was <laughs> released tonight by the Kansas City Chiefs. Me and Ben are longtime fans of Eric Berry. And honestly, like... How could you not be? How could you not be a fan of Eric Berry? This dude beat Hodgkin's lymphoma, came back, pick sixed an opponent in his home crowd, gave the ball to his mom in the stands. Like he's just an player of the year after that. That guy was he's adorable. He's scared of horses. It's cute. The guy's just all around awesome. So he has been released by the Chiefs. Um, he has played in only four of their previous 36 games due to yeah. injury. Torn Achilles since then, had a I heel like problem last season. Test. It's like lingered yeah. some, and then obviously cancer um, <laughs> yeah. you know <laughs> tough to play with cancer um so that being said he might be a little cheaper though goat he might this be a little guy, cheaper this guy not, when he plays is incredible it's just and he is only 30 he's the exact same age as, as earl sean lee um, what he pay? and now a bunch of player teams have already bid big on safeties there may not be the, as the big team, a market yeah and you know they're they're kicking the tires on him that's what's happening right now um, it looks like haha Clinton Dix is going to the Bears at this point. Um, and so the landing spots for safeties, it comes down to pretty much like Atlanta, San Fran, and us. Uh, San Fran already made a huge trade and is going to have to pay D Ford. And they went out and signed Tevin Coleman th- tonight. So they're spending their money. Um, Atlanta, we'll see what they do. They want a safety badly, they got some cap room. Um, but the, I think the weirdest part of this free agency period, Ben, has been the, the number of big names that moved. Um, you might get one blockbuster trade or blockbuster you know, free agent move per offseason. It felt like we got four or five yesterday. Um, so obviously that whole discussion begins with the drama that was the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, you know, these guys a couple years ago, if I had told you they were going to lose Labian Bell, who was at that time kind of the undisputed best running back in the league, and Antonio Brown, who's kind of the undisputed best receiver in the league, I think most Yinzers would have told you you were crazy that they were never leaving Pittsburgh. Um, but then there was this whole kind of drama in their locker room. Antonio, unsatisfied with his attention he was getting, Juju Smith Schuster had kind of risen up. He got the team MVP award, which because Antonio Brown is an eighth grade girl, he got really upset about. Uh, Man, it's so funny listening still to radio to me and Cowboys fans. And of course, Ben's going to bring this back around to Dez. How people thought Dez was a diva. Dude, just watch what Antonio Brown did in Pittsburgh. Dude, Antonio Brown was late to his introductory press conference tonight to the Raiders. Like, Antonio he can't even- Brown. Before a game that was a must-win, the last game of the season for Pittsburgh last year, he went AWOL after practice after throwing a ball at Ben Roethlisberger and peaced out. And then they didn't even know if he was going to show up, and then he showed up and they didn't let him play. Well, like they're interviewing Ryan Clark on ESPN, and they said that like the second they paid Antonio Brown big money, he became, quote-unquote, 
a monster. Like he was like shoulder dudes out of the way in the locker room. Be like, yo, get the fuck out of my way, dog. I am the franchise. Like that's some T.O. shit, dude, man. Anytime you're dying, your mustache. Yeah. Like that's something bad's going on, man. That's a life lesson for anybody. Just well, like, dude, if, and here's the thing, that means he's not surrounded by good people. If I dyed my mustache, first of all, I grow a mustache. Then I dye it an unnatural color. You're going to say something to me because we're friends and you love me. And I would appreciate that <laughs> no matter how much money I get. If I win the lottery and I start walking around with a pink mustache, I expect people to say something. Antonio Brown is clearly surrounded by people that are like, yo, dog, that mustache is hitting, bro. That's tight, dude. Yeah. Uh, you're being the man, said, he somehow secured the bag. Uh, Pittsburgh shipped him to the Raiders for what, like a second and a, a third and a fifth. Yeah, third and a fifth. Now he Which, has an outrageously let, let, big contract, but let's, let's recall everyone that 11 months ago, the Raiders traded a third round pick from Martavis Bryant. So the difference in value between Antonio Brown and Martavis Bryant is a fifth round pick in today's NFL. NFL's so weird. Josh Gordon went for six. I mean, we paid a first for Amari, which people still think is high, but like then Odell, let's switch so, to that. So AB joins well, do, the Raiders. Well, do you want to really well, do you want to finish with the Steelers? So Lavian as well. Um yeah, sure. He so he sat out know. all of last season, um, refused to play because he wouldn't get a big enough contract. He was offered, I think at one point. Um, what 15 a year for five years is five for 70, five for 70 Four for 70, maybe. Yeah. So I, I want to say it averaged out to like 15 a year, just over 15 a year, um, maybe 16. And he refused to take it. He said he wanted to be paid like the best running back and a slot receiver, uh, because of the number, he was like first in the and league and tag on him. him and the tag was like 15 million. Yeah. So second tag. He gave all that money up, um, didn't receive a game check all year, was often seen like riding jet skis on game days and whatnot, like you do. Um, and the market that he, I guess, assumed was going to develop for him um, did not. Uh, you know, the Raider or the Steelers' new running back, Connor, stepped in, um, had some really, really good games, which I think diminished the. Um, at least perception of the value of Levy and Bell, because I think it really highlighted how good the Steelers offensive line was. Um, Levy already has like a, a non-traditional running style. They call, you know, they always comment about how patient he is, but it looks like he kind of dances in the hole a lot. Um, that's really only possible when you have a decent offensive line uh, as you can see from someone like Saquon Barkley, who, especially towards the beginning of last season, when he was doing a lot of the dancing, uh, was getting smacked so good, in the backfield bro. a lot. Um, so good, man. Fuck off. I'm glad the Giants. Saquon Barkley sucks. And I can't really wait. Decided. I can't I'm wait. Glad they decided to oh, build we'll get, their whole we'll get to him when we get, We'll get to him when we get to Odell. But So, Lavian Bell, finally, um, offseason arrives. There are some offers for him, but he, he actually signs with the Jets. Uh for four years for fifty-two million, um, incentives up to sixty. Apparently, he said it's what he wanted because he got more guaranteed. But bro, that just sounds like you're trying to make it. I mean, dude, this is a guy that we people dragged up this old tweet, which was great. It was like some fan was like, "I represent the Jets. We'll pay you sixty million dollars to come be the Jets running back." And Le'Veon Bell re- replied, "Like, I'm gonna need more than that to come to the Jets, bro." And it was like some emoji that was like. <laughs> 
sideways face and you're just like oh dude delete this shit if you're gonna go to the jets so he's on the jets now um i can't say i think that's gonna go super well but what are the jets doing what are the giants doing the jets have become this horribly sad eighth grade girl that no one will date like so many so many players pretend they're going to go to the Jets and like verbally agree to an offer from the Jets just so the team they really want will give them a bigger offer. They'll go back. Anthony Barr did it this year, um, said, you know, oh, I'm going to the Jets, and then Minnesota gave him a bigger deal, and he came back to Minnesota within like six hours of each other. Um, the Jets are just doing what they always do, spending a ton of money in free agency on guys that are – questionable at best i guess um, when one team has just ruled your d- division for the better part of 20 years you're just so can amazing. you imagine if the Beat good down. old days of your franchise were when mark sanchez was your qb like that's what they look back on favor yeah uh, i mean i always say this to patriot defenders no one's doubting how good y'all have been Oh, uh, you clearly didn't listen to Tom Brady. Everyone doubted us. Everyone said we couldn't do this. Everyone. <laughs> Just so not true. <laughs> Tom Brady is literally uh, Bradley Cooper's character from Wedding Crashers when they're playing football. It's just like taking it entirely too seriously and everyone's <laughs> trying to have fun. And he's like fucking clotheslining children in a game. And, and he's just like slapping the ground. He's got eye black on at a Thanksgiving <laughs> touch football game. Like that's Tom Brady. Just like. All right, dude, we get it. You got that J.J. Watt disease of like, oh, dude, oh, do you take football really seriously? Well, none of us do. We're only NFL players. So, like, (laughs) it's like you have so much passion, bro. You're so fiery. Yeah, and I like fiery, but sometimes, like, for the sake of being fiery is just so lame, man. And that's like – Brady's got what all the greatest of greats do. He is the GOAT. I won't deny that. But Brady's got that, like – he's a little bit of a psychopath, like – you gotta be, man. Brady could I definitely was. have bodies somewhere, and like if they found Kobe that out, was, like, Jordan was. Yeah. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Lance Armstrong. Yeah, to be the very best at something, you have to be a little bit of a psychopath, I think. So that uh, that said, another huge move has been alluded to earlier was the trade of one Hodel Gakum Jr. Um, not a friend of the pod. Not a friend of the pod. Um, though, you know, he did have some nice things to say about Dak on his way out the door. Yeah, apparently we flirted with this. Yeah, which, I mean, dude, for a third and a fifth, if that's the fucking going rate, like, I don't know. And a Jabril Peppers quality player. Bro, Jabril Peppers think? is tra- What were they going to do, give him Heath? <laughs> dude, I bet Cowboy fans like, Heath? For that dude, oh, you know, you know that so many of those, like, uh, those standing room Cowboys fans that have like a aging faded Witten jersey are just like, I don't know why we had to give up a hardworking, fundamentally sound player like Heath for this thug who dances all the time. He probably listens to the rap music. I did not want Odell because I just hated no, I don't him. like Odell either. But I didn't want, we didn't need him. I do like, think it's funny that, yeah, so he leaves for a first, which a 17th overall pick, because this isn't your yeah. parents' it's Browns a, a who first, always drafted in the top five. It's a 17th overall pick, the last pick of the third round. Yeah, and for Peppers. And Jabril Peppers, who's a, and he says trash, who some people say is a decent safety. We'll say that. And they got rid of Landon Collins. But, dude, if that's it, man, I, I don't know what you're doing. You still have Eli as your quarterback, which signals to me, 
that they're definitely drafting a QB in this draft, whether it's Haskins or Kyler or tank mode. Um, they gave up Landon Collins. They gave up Olivier Vernon. Um, also, the Browns are now Brown. like the fourth highest rate or fifth highest rated team in Vegas. Bro, they're loaded. And, and kind of a cool dynamic with uh, Odell and Juice reuniting. They were teammates oh, in college. That's awesome. Um, but yeah, apparently when Odell was asked, you know, what are your top destinations? He said he he loves hanging out with Dak. They're good friends. He would love to play in Dallas because it's the Cowboys. And he Stick would love to play the Giants. Yeah, I mean – Kind of tight. Um, and, you know, if we didn't have Amari, I mean, Odell would fit the Cowboys thing pretty well. He's a Hollywood type receiver. Like, that would be cool, but we don't really need him and it'd be a lot. So I know I would like, sit there because I hate Odell. And then eventually I'd be like, man, Amari and Odell, that'd be pretty sweet. Oh, <laughs> I, yeah. Though, let's be real. Dak can't use one elite receiver that well. So, like, two? I know. Um, so yeah, Odell is on the Browns now. The Giants um, are a laughing stock. They let Landon Collins walk. They let Odell Beckham Jr. trade, and now they're building around 39-year-old Eli Manning. Oh, however, Gettle- and Gettleman came out like six months ago and was like, we didn't dra- we didn't pay Odell just to trade him. And then they traded him. Dude, and him. they take a cap hit from it. It's not like they just get that million next and- year. So yeah, basically – Cue the funeral music. Um, I would like to read the obituary for the 2019-2020 New York Giants. Bro, in real talk, they're going to give Saquon Barkley 500 touches, and by the time that team is decent enough to actually build around him, Saquon Barkley is going to be used up, bro. Used up. Yeah, but, man, he's... Probably going to lead him to Super Bowl by himself. <laughs> between so now, good. between now and twenty twenty five, he'll probably have fifteen good plays. So <laughs> they'll be really long, dude. I just think that if we had Saquon, bro. Oh, you mean Kmart Zeke, dude? Wanna be Zeke? Wishes he was Zeke, dude. I want you to just find somebody and uh, make a hefty. Priced bet on Zeke versus Saquon next year. I did it last year and won. So, <laughs> okay. I had a the guy was a Giants fan. He had to take a, a picture in a hat that said America's team on it with a big Cowboys logo. He was not happy about it. So, oh yeah, man. So yeah, the Giants have self-destructed. Um, Washington did pick up Landon Collins. Uh, they also signed Case Keenum. So they're hoping that by pretty much having Alabama's entire defense from 2015 and yet another castaway quarterback uh, from the West will uh, bring them some kind of uh, success. I'm not a big believer in Case Keenum, Ben. I don't know what your thoughts are. Yeah, they they had to do something because Alex Smith is owed a lot of money and he's probably not playing this season, at least – I don't know. He his leg injury was horrific. So gruesome. I guess he's a stopgap quarterback. But if I'm playing or I'm going to go get a stopgap quarterback, I'm not about to drop ninety million on a safety. So I don't know. You know, Dan Snyder stuff, man. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so they still don't really have any receivers. They're going. I guess they're going to hope that Darius Geis comes back this year. They resigned yeah, Jamison Crowder leave. So I guess who's their number one? Dotson now. Dotson. Yeah, and I guess they're going to hope that Jordan Reed plays his first healthy year ever. Um, 
So yeah, there's that. Um, other than that, free agency, you know, like uh, we said, we had Earl. We did see the return of Deshaun Jackson, which is cool. I, I, I'm I've always been a a begrudging liker of Djax. He's a cool guy. Yeah, so um, he's back in the division. So uh, I think he's not scary enough anymore for me to really be like, oh no. Um, I think honestly, like, am I? Is this a hot take? Is Amari Cooper the best wide receiver in the NFC East? Now that Odell's gone, yeah, I don't. I don't even think it's close because there's nobody on the Giants or the the Redskins. So you're. Oh, sorry, the R words. I apologize. Um, so it's like, uh, is it Alshon Jeffrey? Or yeah, so it's it- Alshon or Amari, and I think Amari's better than Alshon. So. Whoa, dude! How dare you insult the great? And powerful kid from USC that I don't like that's on the Eagles, so I can't remember. Nelson Snag Galore. Nelson Snags Galore. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> that bum. Um, had like a three good game stretch like two yeah. years ago, and everyone was like, "Oh, he's finally doing it," and they went right back to bum status. The only other thing of note, really, they got Malik Jackson. They lost Michael Bennett. Um, and they uh, obviously everyone knew this was coming. They could not pay Nick Foles. They yep. let him leave. So, also, D- uh, so Big Nick Nick is now getting this. Actually, I do want to talk because this may affect Dak. Nick Foles leaves to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Who released the boat today. <laughs> Stupid move. Terrible move. Love me some Blake Bortles. Um, I don't actually know if Nick Foles is that much better, uh, but we'll see. He does have a Super Bowl ring, so fuck me, I guess. Um. He got what, twenty two mil a year? Yep. Was it four funny? years for eighty eight, twenty yeah. twenty two million a year at thirty years old. So if you're Dak Prescott and you're looking at that, Dak ain't signing for less than twenty two, y'all. I'll put it out there. He ain't taking less than Nick Foles money. Was Dak ever gonna sign for less than twenty two? I, I mean, I thought the the floor for Dak was twenty five. I had an outside hope that if we did. Five for a hundred, all guaranteed. It might get done, like just a fully guaranteed Kirk Cousins deal. That'd be but, cool, but but yeah, now, yeah, I, I, think I have, a bad, feeling, I have I think, a bad feeling. If we're lucky, we get it for twenty-seven. I'll be honest. Yeah, Andy says twenty-seven. I'm not totally in favor of this, but I think this is what they will do. I'm gonna make a bold prediction right here on the pod. Bold predictions. When Dak Prescott signs his deal. Whether it's this year or next year, it will be the highest quarterback deal in the NFL history. Higher than Aaron Rodgers. Higher than th- Aaron Rodgers at thirty-three. Uh, I just saying total money, maybe not per okay. year. All right, but the biggest like dollar amount at the end. That would be wild. I just, I think he's going to get stupid money. I definitely think he'll get stupid money. Yeah. So Aaron Rodgers is getting. Four for 134. Oh, that's steep. An average of 33 and a half with 57 million five signing bonus and 79.2 guaranteed for a total guaranteed of 98.7. Boy, that's a lot of dough. I may be a little too out there, but if he doesn't touch that, he's going to be close. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So. I definitely think uh, there's. I I definitely don't think thirty is out of the question. Um, I'd be a little surprised if he went above thirty uh, on average. Um, I think if we're really lucky, they talk him down to like twenty eight, twenty seven. Right. But 
the big names and Cowboys who are coming up with contracts. I'm going to throw them out there, some this year, some next. I want you to rank importance of how much – or importance of who to pay. Okay. Demarcus Lawrence, Dak Prescott. Okay. Byron Jones, Amari Cooper, and Ezekiel Elliott. Number one is Demarcus Lawrence. Um, okay. I think he's the most important player. He's he's the only one that plays defense. So, And he plays the most important position on defense. So you got to pay him. And that's not, can, I didn't even say Jalen, but we'll go with these five for now. Number two, I think I'm going to say it's Zeke. Really? Uh, yeah. Uh, I, I think that know. I, I'm just, I just, I, the I, impression I, you can't pay a running back. I, I understand that, but the way that this team is built and who Dak is skill set wise, like if you put Dak in the position that Tony was in in 2015, when he was like, all right, Joseph Randall, get back there and you're going to be our running. Like, Dak would get murdered in that situation. Yeah, he would be he awful. Needs, he needs an elite runner. I don't so count that. I'm going to say Zeke too, then Dak. Then who are my options left? Byron and who? And Amari. Byron. Amari and then Byron. Um, Amari Cooper's amazing. Uh, and I love who he is, like just as a player and as a person. Like he's exactly who the, we need from a receiver standpoint. He's a super polished route runner. He's a highly technical receiver, um, punishing to try to cover. He, you know, we all saw the clip from last year that gets played over and over again of him running a route so hard that he injures a Eagles DB super tight. Um, he's going to get top five wide receiver money. I think we saw last year what not having a receiver does to an offense. Um, which, by the way, the Giants are doing the exact same thing. They're literally out there being like, well, we only need elite receivers in the kind of run-first offense that we're going to run in this league, blah, blah, blah. Sterling um, Shepard, dog. And Corey Coleman, dog. They put a first-round tender on Sterling Corey Coleman. Shepard and I guess Evan Ingram, their tight end's not bad, but boy. Boy. They put a first-round tender on Corey Coleman. Like, the league's beaten their door down to come steal Corey Coleman, who got cut from the Bills practice squad. Cut like them. five times. Bro. Yeah. So that's my rankings. What about you? Oh, um, I agree with Tank 1. I'll say Dak 2, although I know yeah. I'm going to hate the figure. But I think he gets it. Um, I'm going to say Amari 3. Um, I think... I can understand in that. This day's NFL, I just think if you're going to pay out big contracts, I'd rather do it to either affect the other team's passing game or affect your passing game. Sounds so, uh I'd rather pay Amari. And then I'd go Zeke 4 because I, I just think Byron's going to be the odd man out. I'd rather build a big defensive front, and yep. I think we'll be okay with Cheeto. So i go Zeke 4, Byron 5. Although I'd preface that by saying I probably won't pay Zeke girly money but he's going to deserve it i just think i think and i'm saying this right now because you can't pay dak top five money i know, no, I know. Top five money and amari top five money at their positions and then expect the number what were we 24 offense that had all those pieces last year to all of them get top five money i just yeah dude but that's because we didn't have kellen moore calling the plays dude when they win the super bowl this year you'll your tune will change I'm so ready for the Kellen Moore era, baby. We'll so, 
So that so that's really where we stand free agency wise. We are running into the offseason. Yeah, yeah, that's that's that is a, a one of note. The Cowboys did have one. Uh, we'll call it a cap casualty, I guess. Um, Cole Beasley, uh, veteran receiver of the Cowboys for the last five years, uh, was le- allowed to walk. Uh, he said he wanted a twenty million dollar guaranteed deal. The Cowboys pretty much put a cap on the number at three years for eighteen. Um, he ended up signing with the Buffalo Bills uh, for four for in twenty nine. Twenty nine. Yeah, I want to say he got like seven and. Yeah, I guess so. It's like seven and 0.25 a year. Um, good for Cole, man. Like, Cole Beasley is an awesome dude, and he's an amazing story. Like, local kid from Little Elm. Hey, he went to SMU. Bag, yeah, he, he. I'm, I'm two things. Um, it's one, it's sad he's leaving, and he deserved it. And two, I'm comfortable letting him walk at that number, personally. Yeah, agreed. We weren't going to give him the money he wanted. Um, I wish him all the best. He, I'm really glad that his last play as a cowboy, um, last touchdown as a cowboy was an awesome like Sick. buzzer beater to beat the Giants. That's a great way to go out. Fourth uh, quarter deck, Hail Mary deck, Prescott touchdown. A. <laughs> so that was tight. Um, and so this a, a team that is uh, it's got a young core. There's a lot of young guys in this team. They're rolling into camp. They will be there this July in Oxnard. And that on that note, I would like to make a special announcement okay this year your boys the boys will be boys crew oh we're putting it out there okay we will be broadcasting live from oxnard california from cowboys training camp oh yeah so uh me and ben are gonna travel we're gonna go out to oxnard uh, shots for the boys hang out with Zeke hang out with Dak convince Dak to take 22 a year it's gonna be tight so um, we'll be doing a couple of podcasts uh, from our air, our very dope beachside Airbnb um, we'll be taking uh, requests for hey if you want us to get a sick picture with of any player if you have questions about anyone at camp we'll definitely be down to answer those um, we're going to go out there and scout the team a little bit, see what's going on, see who's looking good, overhype some players that you probably never see during the regular season, talk about how Lance Lenore is looking really good. It's going to be a really good time. Sick. Um, yeah, that's big news. We're happy. So we're stoked. Um, other than that, guys, um, I, I we haven't really discussed what our offseason schedule is going to be yet for putting out episodes. I guess we also just have one thing we uh, sort of forgot. What's that? Uh, the return of a legend. Oh, are you talking about <laughs> the man, the myth, the legend? I'm talking about Big Tit Wit, baby. Oh, off the hands of the league, Jason Witten, one of the greatest returned. tight ends and one of the worst color commentators in the history of organized sport. Jason Witten came out of retirement for a paltry sum of five million dollars. And uh, Ben, how do you take that? Do you think it's that he thinks that this team has a chance to win? Do you think he just didn't want to get fired from Monday Night Football? A couple things. If this team is seven and nine and misses the playoffs last year, he don't come back. I think he does think they have a at least a chance to make a run. And two, if he killed it like Tony did in Tony's first year broadcasting, he ain't coming back. Uh, I do think he misses it. I think he's more football. We always thought that was a weird fit. I mean, it's Dudes who followed this team forever. I can remember Jason Witten speaking about 10 times in my life. So 
I thought it was really weird. He had no personality. I love Wid. He just doesn't have much of a personality. Romo was always I said I said dude. from the beginning, dude, like I felt like they really did a disservice to Witten because Romo is so successful and they were just like, cool, we can just do this with any X player. We and did why Witten left, man. I mean if, if Witten had if Witten had uh, been offered if Witten had gone to the booth and they had put him on like the Syracuse versus University of Ohio game on Saturday morning at eleven AM and they let him cut his chops there and then slowly work his way towards being an NFL commentator, I think he could probably do that job. But throwing him straight into the Monday night booth, especially with Booger, especially with all the horrible broadcast decisions they made around that, the way that ESPN was broadcasting Monday night football, it was just destined to fail. Um, I am glad to have Witten back. I think his leadership is needed. Um, I think that he'll help in the red zone. Ben, I will say this. I do see one potential downside. Rolly comes back, and we need to stop taking six tight ends on this fucking I'm kind of not stoked about the fact that I really felt like Blake Jarwin was really coming on last year. He had that three-touchdown game. He was really starting to show out, and I feel like now that Witten's back, I mean, obviously Witten's going to get all the damn snaps. And I'm just, yeah. I'm, I was ready for the Blake Jarwin era, Ben. You know what I text you every time he touches the ball. I text you Blake Jarwin, Jarwin era as three separate texts in all caps. Dude, I love Blake Starwin as much as the next guy. Um, but yeah, Blake Jarwin era is, I guess, on hold. I mean, I don't know. They're gonna have to carry a lot of tight ends. Maybe we finally seen the end of Rico. Fuck what? <laughs> Witten's just there to help mentor Rico. Dude, if if the if the if the Dallas Cowboys subreddit got to set our roster, it would be the worst fucking team in the Dude, world. I want to do this. If Rico Gathers catches one touchdown in this regular season, or more than four catches this season, I will buy his jersey. <laughs> oh yes! All right, that's the that is that's awesome. Yeah, we're doing that. There'll be pictures on the Twitter if if and when that happens. I will buy a Rico Gathers jersey. Funny story about that. There's a there was a guy in the Cowboys subreddit that said that the day after the draft, when Rico got taken in the seventh round, Rico Gathers came into the store where he worked. He works. The guy worked at like a Dick's Sporting Goods, and Rico Gathers came in with his girlfriend and was like, "Hey man, I want to get a Rico Gathers." And he, of course, no one has any idea who this guy is. <laughs> He's like, "I want to get a Rico J- Gathers jersey," and the dude was like, "Dog, we do not have those." Like, and Rico <laughs> Gathers got real mad. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, we don't have those. Oh, like, dog, they don't have they don't have jerseys for like some of the good players. Like, you think you could go out and get a Connor Williams jersey the day after the draft last year? I don't know, maybe, dude. I don't. I. <laughs> What's the weirdest jersey you've seen someone wear that like not like a, a old school jersey, but like a uh, someone on the team where you're like that was a really odd choice of jersey. I've seen some offensive line jerseys, but like in Dallas, that's kind of a thing. So I did see a guy one time with a T-Dub jersey. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> to this day, I'm just like, you must be a Baylor fan or something. There's no other explanation for that. Like, Oh, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Imagine buying a T-Dub jersey. He's also gone, by the way. I, I We didn't really talk yeah, about that. He was kind of gone last year, to on be honest moves, with you. On moves that move the needle, I guess that one just – didn't really do much for me. I literally think I can't remember if this is the exact truth, but in my head, this is how it happened. I texted Ben, T Dub's gone, and Ben texted me back, good. <laughs> yeah. So, Although, yeah, uh, I mean, he's a bum and he's and he drinks and drives, which sets a bad example for the children. 
no other cowboy would ever drink and drive. Uh, yeah. Zeke always calls an Uber. God, dude, you just—I haven't thought about it yet, but now it—it just—it just hit me that Zeke's probably out there doing something dumb. It's yeah. The awesome. Oh yeah. Remember when he got in that fight with that DJ in Vegas, like? Like a week after we at the Pro Bowl, yeah. Hey, that's what I'm saying, dude. With guys doing shit like that, there's a good chance we could kick it with these dudes at camp. Like, they could be out wilding, and we could be out wilding, and we'll be like, hey, what's really good? Join us on the pod right now. Lit. Dude, just 2 a.m. pod was just like drunk-ass Dak Prescott just being like, I'll be real with you, dude. Fucking Jason Garrett's a Bitch, dude. What the fuck in that pussy Kellen Moore told me? I beat his ass out my rookie beat his ass job, dog. Like, once you go, oh, what's gonna happen, Kellen? Are you gonna break your foot again? That uh, yeah, <laughs> I really do wonder what the relationship will be. Like, can Dak Prescott take criticism from Kellen Moore? Can Kellen Moore offer any wisdom? Like, he Dak has more pro starts than him. He, he's uh, like he's younger than us, isn't he? He's like twenty nine. Who, Kellen Moore? Yeah. Let me look. Maybe he's older than us. I don't remember like he, him. He looks like he ate a bunch of paint when he was a little kid. <laughs> Kellen Moore's facial expression always just looks like somebody told him something he doesn't believe. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so he was born July 5th, 1988. So he's like a, exactly a year older than me. Great. Well, Can you imagine if I was in charge of the Cowboys offense? would be so fucked. It'd be so great. We'd be so maddening trades out there, dude. That'd be tight. That'd be tight. So actually, that'd be GM. I'd have no idea what to do as OC. GM, I could at least be like, yeah, fuck it, we'll move it first. Yeah. Come on I, down, oh, dude, would you would you be like, how many did it, did his teammates go to his birthday party? I'd definitely be calling up some Kevin Cosner. Just doing like three. I'll give you three first round picks for this guy, and then trade those picks for six more picks, and then those picks. But I want all my picks back, and then you get your picks back, and then you win. Yeah. Oh God, you're right. We will give you all your picks back and a kick returner for a quarterback we don't really need, and that we traded away this pick in the first place. For. <laughs> you get to be the hero, dude. He even uses the same line. He's like, "You get to be the hero that brings football back to Seattle." And it's like in real life, that guy goes, "No, that's what I said to you, dude. You know, can't use your own, my line on me, dude. Like, the fuck out of here." So I would have laughed. He just was like, "Okay, well, uh, enjoy that sixth overall pick. Use it on who you want." So yeah, guys, what if you want to understand all those inside jokes, go watch the incredibly mediocre yet kind of watchable the, movie Draft Day. What the C plus Kevin Costner Draft Day? He's now done a movie in every pro sport. Good for you, Kevin Costner. Very tight. So, and that's kind of all I had for this episode. Anything uh, you want to get to before we get out of here? Uh, no, I think you know we're back. You said off season schedule. I don't know if we really had plans or we'll just be we'll dropping. just kind of we'll just kind of drop random ones when when if when and if we sign tank we'll probably do an episode to talk about the final version of the team and as we get close to the draft i'm sure we'll want to do um, we'll do some draft shit. Do some draft shit and then obviously uh once we get to july we'll be broadcasting live from oxnard so stay tuned um as always guys thanks so much for listening uh Please feel free to like and subscribe and rate and review this podcast on iTunes. And please be on the lookout this season for us to be on Spotify. All you Android boys, Android gang, be prepped for that. 
Um, so we'll have, uh, please, please rate and review the podcast on all of those platforms. It helps us defeat our longtime enemy. The algorithm that makes other people's podcasts appear to be more professional than ours. Um, unlikely, unlikely. Um, so yeah, guys, we'll be back. It's great to be back. Uh, looking forward to another great year of disappointment and Dallas Cowboys football, which are synonyms as always. This has been Andy Gatelli, Benjamin Walker. This has been boys will be boys. Take it easy. Peace.